Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,479. Today I'm halfway around the globe in Ukraine with a very talented young lady. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Kiev in Ukraine with a very special and talented young lady by the name of Yulia Loboduchenko. I think I got that name right. Yulia, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Yeah, thank you. Hi, hi to everyone. And thank you for inviting me to this podcast. Absolutely. We will have some fun. Now, before I give you an introduction and we start talking about what you're doing with your life, I always ask my guests this question. What's one little thing, Yulia, that perhaps people don't know about you? I thought about it for some time because I don't know if it's a secret that you sent me some... <laughs> preview of the <laughs> podcast and probably the hardest question but i thought okay people who just follow in the podcast they cannot see me so they cannot see that i have uh, two tattoos with cars and they are my hand and many people doesn't know about it because it's covered by clothes most of the time so i have uh, two important tattoo with uh, very important for me cars I, I think we will discuss it a bit later. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Well, yeah, you've got to be pretty serious to put a tattoo on yourself of vehicles. Now, I have to ask, what type of vehicles are they? One is the BMW Isetta, and another one is Ferrari Modulo. Oh, concept. okay. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Well, uh, that shows the variety of cars that you enjoy in life, which is pretty cool, from uh, maybe more fun and slow to fast and racy, so... I like that very, very much. And before I introduce you, since you are in Ukraine, I have to ask, because of what's happening in Ukraine and the tragedies there, how are you doing? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I'm fine. Uh, Kyiv, more or less safe place, if we can say that any place in Ukraine is safe now, because uh, people are still dying, but not so often, like in the cities, which is closer to the border. We have great air defense because it's the capital of Ukraine. So just live in our new reality. So the thing during these years is that there are nothing uh, you can uh, adapt. I can't imagine. And I uh, just wanted you to know uh, from this side of the world, the United States, obviously we're in support of Ukraine, uh, that we wish all of you the best. And we hope that this conflict is over as soon as possible. So I do appreciate you taking a moment to share that. And being on the show with me today means the world. So our best to you and, and all the Ukrainian people. Thank you. Thank you. Let me give you an introduction here. Yulia Loboduchenko is a transportation illustrator, an artist, a designer with experience in exterior automotive design, car design history, and cultural 
research. She has long held a fascination for the automotive industry and discovered that passion when she was just 16 when she joined the Faculty Industrial Design at the Kiev State Academy Decorative Arts and Design. And in 2017, Yulia earned a scholarship to pursue her master's degree in car design at the SPD, which is Scuolo Politecnica de Design in Milan, in Italy. We've actually had a guest from that school on this show. During her study, she collaborated with manufacturers including Lamborghini, Audi, and Volkswagen. After graduating, she joined the exterior design team at JAC Italy Design Center. Today, her focus is on illustration and research of various car production models. Yulia produced a 10-hour video course on the history of automotive design for Project Institute, a Ukrainian educational institution. And today, she runs a YouTube channel, about the history of cars titled Transporting Historia, which translates to Transportation Stories. We'll give you a link to that on the show notes page so you can enjoy that. It'll be translated to English soon, too. So for those of us here, we will be able to enjoy it even more. But I did watch a couple episodes, and even though I couldn't understand what you were saying, I did have a good time. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsors, so please give them a little love, and we'll be right back. Buckle up. Are you ready to take charge of your financial future? then let me introduce you to Capitalize Your Finances. It's an online course designed to empower you with the knowledge and tools for mastering your money. This course will help you lay out the ins and outs of budgeting, the importance of emergency funds, investing strategies, and how to plan for a secure retirement. All this presented by financial planner Chris Paniotu. Chris has developed this course to help you effectively navigate your world of finance, with confidence. Stop stressing about money and start taking control. Enroll in Capitalize Your Finance online course today and pave your way to financial success. To learn more, go to CapitalizePodcast.com slash courses, or better yet, go to the Cars yeah website show notes page for today's show and click on the link under Capitalize Your Finances. You'll be glad you did. Do it today. Hey, guess what? Some of you regular listeners will remember back in 2019, I created uh, 10, 11 shows called Cars Yeah TV, where I went to some fabulous locations of past Cars Yeah guests, and we did a TV show about it. Well, they're up on the Cars Yeah YouTube channel. So go check it out at YouTube. Just type in Cars Yeah, and the shows will be there for you to enjoy. I hope you have fun watching. So, Yulia, I want to go back in time a little bit and find out when this passion, where this passion for cars began. I mentioned in your introduction, you were just 16 years old when you joined the Faculty of Industrial Design in Kiev, which is a young age. Most 16-year-olds here in the U.S. are uh, just in high school trying to figure out what clothes to wear to school that day. You were already on the way to a career in automobiles, but where did this passion start for you? You know, uh, we have a different uh, educational system in Ukraine. So we are joining school normally at six or seven years old. But my mom thought that it's a great idea that I go to the school in five. So I started my studying when I was five years old. Wow. Uh, we have 11 years of school, like primary, secondary, uh, all this complex. And I finished it at, at 16. That's the only reason why I went so early to the university. <laughs> well, here in the U.S., we have uh, some programs in high school called Head Start, where if you're a bright young person 
and you're motivated and you work hard, it's very similar. You can finish high school much earlier than typically you're here at 17 or 18, but you can finish early. So that tells me something about you, Yulia, that you are motivated. Your mother was motivated to push you into education, and uh, you got through that rather quickly, which got you into the automotive world. So at 16, what was it about automobiles that captured your passion? I came to university uh, first to join graphic design faculty, but um, I realized that they are more focused on calligraphy and some posters, and it wasn't interesting for me. So I just tried to understand which other options they have. And I saw a, a lot of different models, like, you know, the, the scale models of furniture, of some gadgets and motorcycles and cars at university. I just asked, like, okay, we can do also this one. Like, I can learn how to do it. Okay. Yes, this is called industrial design. And I, okay, I want to go there because I was always more interested in something 3D, in something that you can create in 3D dimension and touch. Uh, so I just uh, came there. But in Ukraine, we don't have automotive industry. Okay, we have some productions, uh, la production lines. We were producing Škoda, for example, but we don't have our own brands. So we don't have a design studio. And it's logical that at university, they're more focused on some gadgets, which you can do um, later in your career. You can build a career at home. And there are no reason to teach how to do a car, because where are you going to do the car? At the same time, I start to be interested in it. I, I met uh, many people uh, at my university. It was mostly guys who were interested in cars. Some of them also working in the industry. We have, for example, Slava Konachowski, who is uh, in uh, Rimac Bugatti right now. Uh, we have Max Schkinder from McLaren. And they, um, they teach me how to draw a car. I start to be very passionate about it. And on my second on or third course, I started to think that, okay, we don't have uh, automotive design in Ukraine, but I want to do this. I want to try to do this at least. Like, I, I won't be happy if I will not try. So I started to search uh, some opportunity where I can go to continue my studying exactly in this field. I applied for several universities. My family don't have much money. So the key point was to try to find some cheap or free opportunity like scholarship. So I took uh, part in many different uh, competition from different universities. And I won this one uh, from Scuola um, Politecnica di Design for master program in transportation and car design. So I went there for studying. Well, congratulations for that. Very industrious of you. But you ended up in a very special place, Milan, which is really, the, as far as I understand, the center of design for Italy in many ways, not only in automotive, but fashion and so many other things. Did you then get to go there and study in Italy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I won the scholarship. Um, I finished my thesis project in Ukraine. So I finished the bachelor. And after that, I moved to Milan for one year and a half to study transportation design there. And, and how was that for you? Um, that was difficult, but quite curious, you know, because this was my first time abroad. So oh, wow. I never, I never traveled 
maybe three or four times out of Kyiv inside Ukraine. And after that, I have just packed all my stuff, took a plane and uh, go to a country I never were. I, I had a horrible English then. <laughs> maybe, maybe not much better than now, but... <laughs> Well, so. your English is, is very good and much better than my Ukrainian, I will tell you. So bravo to you. Thank you. Now I feel better. I don't know Italian at all. I, I, I even don't know anything about this country, honestly. I just, okay, this school giving me the opportunity, I have to go now or never. So I moved to Milan and the studying was quite different from what we have here. I found some pluses and some minuses. Uh, what I mean, uh, in Ukraine, we have a strong academic drawing base. So even if you are a designer, you have hours of drawing, hours of painting, you have composition, some modeling classes, etc. So they're teaching you how to draw anything. And it's your way how you will use it after. In Italy, it was really, really straight to the profession. We have car modeling, car sketching, uh, marketing, 3D modeling, uh, rendering. And it's all was about one project. Like we have, for example, Lamborghini, one of the sponsors of university who actually paid my scholarship. And all over the classes, we have to create one car. So all the classes are focused on one project. And the final, it, it could be the final, final product in the end. So it's all quite serious, like you're already working in the design studio. And it really looks like more working than studying for me sometimes. Yeah, well, grazie Lamborghini. That's pretty cool that they had scholarship programs to bring people in from other countries because that brings entire new concepts and ideas because your culture is different, your environment is different. And Italy is such a vibrant design-focused country. What would you say were some of the things about living in Italy that surprised you? <laughs> uh, maybe surprised me um, the, their food culture. They're really concentrated on the food and what are you eating, how you eating it. For example, if you will put um, cheese in seafood pasta, they're going to kill you. <laughs> I'm not joking. Or if you will drink cappuccino after, the, uh, after lunch, yeah. <laughs> it's a tragedy for them. So they're really focused on everything uh, dedicated to the food. <laughs> Very interesting observation. I've been fortunate to visit Italy many times, and I understand 100%. Yes, very serious about their food. The French are the same, by the way. So when you go to France, you'll see very similar things. Um, kind of a fun thing, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like <laughs> the, the way you answered that. <laughs> yeah, Mark, whatever you say. Uh, <laughs> so after you left Milan and came back to Ukraine, Tell me about what your education and what your career started to look like. After I finished the university in Milan, I found a job in Jack Italy Design Center. So I moved to Turin. It's pretty close to Milan, but it's the automotive uh, capital of Italy, if you can say like this, because most of the car brands are based in Turin, Torino. So I moved there for work. I was working as an exterior designer on several production models. And that was quite interesting. 
experience for me and I'm happy that I joined exterior design team because there was a lot of points like all the women goes to interior or color and trim but my my goal was from the very beginning on only exterior with my personal achievement that I get there yes but after two years it was a start of pandemic we moved to the smart working at home and for automotive history it was horrible and it was really challenging because how everything is so secret you don't have internet in the office you have to cover up your phone and cameras you cannot uh, bring anything from the company to home and in one moment they have to give us everything oh yeah Yeah, I understand. I did not think of it that way. But in an industry like that, where things have to be kept secret now, how do you do that? Plus the lack of collaboration directly with your fellow workers, very hard. For example, they could send designers and modelers and engineers to work at home at least because we need just the laptop. And what about clay modelers? So no models anymore, no car shows uh, anymore, Geneva, Frankfurt, where, when you see it, so it for the last time. So since the COVID, there are no exhibitions. That was a really, really challenging. And at this point, um, I started to think about one thing that I want to go home. <laughs> I want to go home. Yeah, take me <laughs> home. I understand. I think, you know, I'll tell you the COVID situation for students, it was bad for everybody, but for students, absolutely terrible. And my son went to design school. He attended school at uh, RISD, Rhode Island School of Design, was an industrial design major. His now wife, who we met in college, was an illustration and um, animation major. And her brother was attending RISD during COVID. And they both said, how could you even do your courses without labs, without interaction with other students directly. It was just a terrible time for students. So I understand your wish to just leave and go home. I think if I had been in school at that time, I would have said, I'll be back when things are normal. And then, of course, in February of 2022, things became very abnormal and horrible in Ukraine. But, you know, really, um, the problem is, when I were in Ukraine studying and just thinking about to uh, move my career in the car design direction, I just thought about cars. Uh, no context, uh, no things like, okay, you're going to move abroad. You will change countries, companies, cities every several years. And you will never have a like, table home or something uh, like that. I see. Work in the office. All of the things, I, I wasn't thinking about it. And during the study, we were studying from 8 to 8 with no um, weekends. Wow. And there was no time to think about it also. And after I came to work, first year, I was just relaxing after all these years of studying and just realizing how it's going to be in the future. And after some time working, I understood that 
living abroad that's working abroad. It's absolutely not my case. I just want to go home. And I bought tickets to Ukraine one time, COVID started. Second time, second um, wave of COVID. And after I bought ticket to Kyiv third time, the full scale, scale invasion started. And I was fuck i just want to come back home what is next meteorite or what oh my gosh yes uh yes i mean i can't oh my goodness i can't imagine well well let's move forward to what you ended up doing and what you're doing now because you had to figure something out as we all are faced with different types of tragedies yours unimaginable going from covid to going home to a, an invasion and a war i i can't even imagine that i really can't so what was your next step then how did you move forward in the best way you could to get into what you're doing today and talk about what it is you're doing today yeah decision was really hard because you know all the things like I spent so many years. Uh, this is so unique profession, and there are no much women in this uh, field. And I, I'm already here. I have a diploma. I have experience. I'm working. What the hell? <laughs> how how to build the new life at home if my profession it's not existing in Ukraine? Like I, I, I'm gonna be. A, I don't know who. <laughs> right. At the same time, I start to thinking. Okay, cars. There are many, many things you can do with the car. You can love car and you can express your love to the car from different points of view. During the COVID, I just thought that I want to decorate my kitchen to draw some poster with the car, with my favorite car. Again, BMW Z, to be coming back to that. <laughs> <laughs> I just draw it. And the style I found out in the process was inspired by my favorite artist, Andy Warhol. So it was some kind of pop-up, uh, bright, uh, something looks like from 60s, but at the same time, modern. And I draw one car, and after I decided, okay, I can draw another one, and I draw also Modulo and uh, Carabo from Pininfarina and Bertone. Yes. Okay, now I have three of them. They are cool. And, you know, first... It looks cool. A second, in the process of drawing, I feel myself better because it was kind of joyful uh, because in design center, it's work. You are drawing hundreds of sketches of concrete car. You have to do some facelifting over the 3D model. It's it's creative, but it's not the creative in the way like art is doing it, for example. And these illustrations, they start to be my hobby for the free time not to lose the skill of drawing and at the same time combine it with something more colorful and bright and then at some moment i realized that people like it i just posted on behance on my social networks and they start to asking me like maybe you can draw another car or i can buy this one people enjoy it as me yeah <laughs> and start to order it and I realized that I can be a transportation illustrator for example because we have many books about the cars we have I don't know some museum shops we have uh, um, some um, competitions rally many different races and all of this need some posters some announcement materials right so they cars and finally through the Behance, uh, I found uh, several projects. Uh, I draw in for the 
small gallery in Amsterdam, Fertasco. Uh, I was drawing the campaign for Valvolin uh, for the Latin America. I draw for many different businesses in Ukraine, which need cars, boats, uh, airplanes, so any transportation. And yeah, I realized that it could be could be my <laughs> another profession, and it's quite international. So I can find as a freelancer some orders in Ukraine. I'm working all around the world with USA, with uh, Netherlands, with Italy, with France, whatever. So I'm wow. pretty free from any point. So the only thing which was um, one year ago when I just came back to Kyiv, we have a blackout. I, I think you know that previous winter there was no electricity most of the time. Because oh they were shelling with the bombs um, the infrastructure. Yes. Here is better. This year we have electricity all the winter, but the previous one was without electricity. And it was a bit problematic to draw because I have a huge tablet. Uh, I'm using Photoshop, yeah. and I need electricity for that. But it's uh, you know it's about planning. Like you know that you have two or three hours of electricity per day, so you have to finish this project. And after you're just doing your stuff, or anything that don't need <laughs> a power. Wow, Yulia, you are a, an amazing person because you found a way through adversity and challenges that were thrown your way through no reason of your own to overcome what was going on in your life and continue to do that. And I really applaud you for the direction you took. And isn't it interesting that in a way you've come back to the graphic design, which was your initial focus in school, and then you changed to automotive, but you're kind of back in that graphic design world, but tying your passion for cars, right? Yeah, in the end, everything is uh, met in one point. And this is the one thing I found out what I can do about the cars. And the second is my passion for all over my life. It's the history. I always was passionate about art history. I grew up in the family of artists and architectures. So museums, books about artists, it's all my, <laughs> it's all mine. But uh, during the studying, um, in Kiev, we were learning um, about design history, like the general one, mm -hmm. graphic, posters, product, etc. And the last point, which has inspired me the most, it was during the study in Milan. We have a class, car design history, with an amazing uh, tutor, Lorenzo Adrizzo. He's the director of Alfa Romeo Museum. And... Mm -hmm. How it it was not um, not a class. It was a stand up. <laughs> a stand up. Yeah, it was kind of stand up for me. He was talking about car history with so huge passion and so fun. Like not the boring facts, like this car was made here and this car was made then. It was story of his life, of his friends, how they bought a Ferrari and after it broke, um, and they just switch it to the Porsche and. <laughs> It, it, it was so, so life, full of life. Then I realized that probably this is the thing I can do also by myself. I can tell these stories. I love them. I knew them. I read uh, all the books about cars, watching all the seasons of Top Gear, uh, <laughs> Grand Tour, everything. And that was my idea to create some channel in Ukrainian because we don't have 
a great um, cha YouTube channel or TV show, whatever, about cars. We have um, it more from point of view like reviews. Many people do re reviews on the new cars, but nothing about history. And, you know, not just the history of a car, but history of a car to the, uh, the history of humanity at all in the context of car culture, in the context of art, in the context of fashion and everything. And I found a uh, um, director, uh, his name is Yuri, also passionate about the cars, and he was always dreaming about create some show about it. And, you know, we, we just met each other. Okay, we can do it together. Like, you want to do the same thing that I did. And we started to do it uh, together. We have now five first yeah, five first uh, video on YouTube. And it's going quite great. We're already collaborating with dealership in Kiev. We were filming in uh, Land Rover. Uh, we're going to film a 9-11 Porsche story with the Porsche Ukraine. And uh, this is the thing I really like to do. So to, I'm, I'm writing the scripts. I'm learning everything about the car which i can i want to describe i'm reading about this car about uh, what about the period when this car was created what happening in this in in the world what was happening in the movie industry for example and how it all connected and this is the probably the main things which I want to do for my life. <laughs> well, this is a wonderful, wonderful story of how this is all wrapped and folded into a tapestry of your life. And of course, I'll put a link to your YouTube channel, Transporti Histori or Transportation Stories. Uh, it's just yeah. brilliant. I love what you've done. Yes, very, very fascinating and, and very cool. I, I want to talk, you know, we've talked a lot about people that have inspired you, obviously the challenges that you've gone through. But I want to talk a little bit more about your special passion for cars. You had mentioned over and over this, I said to BMW, <laughs> uh, what is it? We'll, we'll talk about that as your special vehicle. What is it about that vehicle that you love so much? Uh, do you know anything about this car first? A bit. Yes, I'm a BMW fan. I've owned uh, many BMWs. I have two of them in my garage right now. Oh, sorry. That's my cat. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Welcome. Yeah, Misha, it's it's not about you now. <laughs> yes, uh, BMW is that. Why it's so special for me? I saw it for the first time when I just came to Turin to Italy first. And the first thing place I visited, it was Automotive Museum. And it's... Um, presented there in the box and that's sh it shocked me i never i never saw a car like this and i started to try to discover what this car is it and there are a huge story maybe the most interesting story of um, developing of the model which i ever heard because it was an italian car first italian company iso mm -hmm. made it after the second world war like a cheap um, alternative for people who need a transport but don't have enough money for it. Right. But it was not so popular because at the same time Fiat 500 was uh, was on, on the market. So they um, like lose the fight with this car <laughs> and decided to sell the patent to another countries. One of the countries who bought it was Germany. So the BMW was in a horrible condition after the war. And uh, they need something cheap uh, to sell because people don't have money at all. 
Um, so basically, this car saved BMW. Without this car, there will be no BMW now. Yes. Yeah. It's a it's a fascinating story. And for those of us car fanatics who know the car, it is a very unique look. The whole front of the car opens up, and you crawl you crawl into this almost like bug, you know, to get around. And the point was that it's a um, motor scooter engine, so you don't need, uh, like, the regulation was better. Less taxes, uh, you don't need a um, license for the car to drive it in some years after they added, but at the beginning, no. Mm-hmm. So it was really cheap and easy to buy. And they produced three generations of this car, and the last one, BMW Z600, was the base for the all next models. Because they like extended the the wheelbase to the four wheels, and after use it to the next models of the brand, the normal cars, they were using it like for three decades after. So they also produced it in uh, France, like Velum is at in Brazil, in Argentina, in Argentina and Brazil, it was first car designs and produced in in the country. So it was also very important for these countries. Uh, they produced it in. Um, England. So this car has a huge history, a huge uh, geography. And it's quite interesting that it's something so small and funny. And it changed the industry so much. It saved so many huge brands. Uh, It was so helpful for many people after the Second War. Because, you know, micro cars, there are a lot them different countries different brands were producing them after the wars but this is the only car who were produced in so uh, huge number first and in so many countries and for so many years absolutely yeah it's a fascinating story a bit of like the phoenix rising from the ashes if you will and how it moved forward so very good i love it so I'd like to play car psychologist, which means I'm going to crawl into your mind a little bit here. If you were reincarnated or manifest as a vehicle, what would Yulia be and why? I guess that I'm going to be Izetta because <laughs> okay. I can get myself with it. Something small, something funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nobody, nobody thought that probably it's going to change something so much. Yes. <laughs> but in the you can surprise people around you with your achievements. You know, nice answer, Yulia. That question trips a lot of people up, but you folded that very nicely into your past and into your present and into your future. I love it. Now, I like to ask about books. Now, you are Ukrainian, so I would assume perhaps a book that you recommend might be Ukrainian, but maybe not. Is there a book you could recommend to us? Yes, about the books. I really like to to read about the art, and I really like a biography of different artists because okay. they're many insightful. So the first will be book about uh, Marina Abramovich. It's a Serbian artist. She's a, an inventor of performance art. Okay. And she's biography for me. It's kind of instruction. Like you need to try always. Even if you think that you will fail, it's always better to try. And by this um, blind trying, uh, she invented a huge plast of art industry. 
because she was brave enough to do it. Even other people thought that she's crazy or doing some strange things, like just draw the portraits, draw the landscape. What are you doing? Yes. And it's quite inspiring story for me. So, and it's, it's really interesting book. I can recommend it to anyone. And also probably about the cars. I have one author. Maybe you heard about him. I'm just trying to understand how to pronounce it right. Uh, Gilles Chapman, I guess. Oh, okay. Maybe you know him. He's an um, automotive journalist and writer. And I, I have many books written by him about Land Rover, about uh, uh, general car story. He has many, many materials about it. Uh, I'm taking from him many information for my videos even, and at least the path in which I have to search. So any book by him, it's quite useful if you want to discover the car story. There you go. I love it. So before I let you go today, Yulia, I like to enable my guests to go on what I call the ultimate drive. And here's how it works. I'm going to park any car in the world in your driveway for you to enjoy. You can take it on a drive anywhere in the world. But here's the key thing, because I believe cars do bring people together. You can take anybody with you, including somebody from the past that's no longer with us. So what does the ultimate drive look like for a creative woman like you? Let me think. That, <laughs> that's a tricky question. Yes. Lots of options. Um, but you know already my answer. Uh, are we going to go back to, to an Isetta again? Oh, my gosh. You are in love with that car. I just want to buy an Isetta and driving on it around the world. This is the only goal of everything. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. And if you were to get in this Isetta that I would provide for you and take it all over the world, explore the world, go to the great design centers of the world and, and uh, talk with people from around the world, who would you most likely to have with you? I guess someone from my family. <laughs> ah, there you go. I guess so, because it's, uh, you know, that will be probably one of the most powerful emotion I experienced and I'm a person who always want to share emotions with uh, people I love to. Ah, nice. so the only problem is that Izeta in this case a, a bit small so I can take <laughs> like one or two person maximum so maybe that was a bad idea maybe it's <laughs> it, it, I have to decide I want an Izeta or I want more people to <laughs> to, to go with me. I understand well since this is a uh, ultimate drive, maybe what I could do for you is fly different family members to different parts of the world. And you could take it to Europe, you could go to the United States, South America, Australia, New Zealand, Asia, wherever you'd like to go. And we'll, we'll send a different family member to each port of entry and they can join you there. How does that sound? It's going to be some mountain road, you know, this okay. small time drones, which is just uh, like going circle around the mounting and you're going up and up and up and on the top there is some lake okay there you go we'll make that happen for you sounds you like know, a by the way, um, there is the story that when Izetta were participating in millimilia race there was a couple driving it and they said that Izetta is a perfect car for lovers because only you can be in such a small space for the long time, only with person you really love. <laughs> I like that. Yep, absolutely. I had no idea that an Isetta competed in the Milamilia, which is pretty amazing because you think of that for fast sports cars. That's very interesting. You've taught me a lot today, Yulia. You... <laughs> 
have taken us on a wonderful journey. And I can't thank you enough for sharing your life with us and your passion for cars and how you've interwoven that with all the challenges that you've faced and created something that you love and are so passionate about. And that's what Cars Yeah is all about. Could you leave us with some parting words of wisdom or inspiration before we part ways today? It's always better to try. It doesn't matter who is telling you that you're stupid or crazy or it's uh, non-logical or it's a bad idea. If you think that idea is great, if you really love to try, just try. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I love it. How can people follow you and learn more about your YouTube page and what you're doing? I hope that very soon we will add um, English subtitles and English um like how it's called, uh, the, the sound. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, I understand. Subtitles. I, yeah. I know, yeah, subtitles and also the wh when you translate in by voice. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so that those of us who are English-speaking can enjoy your channel. As yeah. I mentioned, I did watch some of your shows, and while I didn't know what you were saying because my Ukrainian is non-existent, I wanted to know, so I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, we are planning to translate it because I want more people to know about these stories. So you can just follow me, and after we will edit, you will know the first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be the first to watch. You let yeah. us know, and I'll let the listeners know. So I'll put links to you. Julia's YouTube channel. Is there another place that they can follow you on social media, perhaps? I guess the Instagram and Behance for people who, for example, wants to collaborate in some illustration projects with the cars. So I can leave, I can leave you the link for my Behance portfolio. That'll be great. Yeah. I, I, great point is that I have a unique name and last name. We are the only family in the world with this last name, really. Really? It's another long, another long story dedicated <laughs> to the First World War and changing of documents. Anyway, but uh, it's easy to find me because if you know my uh, last name, you can write it in any social network and there will be only me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, listeners, I'll spell this for you, but of course you can find Yulia's show on the Cars yeah website. Yulia is Y-U-L-I-I. A, and her last name, Loboduchenko, is L-O-B-O-D-I-U-C-H-E-N-K-O. Very unique name and the only one in the world. And you are a one of a kind, Yulia, and I can't thank you enough for spending time with me today. We wish you and your fellow countrymen and women the best success. I hope this conflict ends as soon as possible. You're in our hearts. You're in our thoughts. And I really want to thank you for spending time with me today and sharing your passion and how you've overcome so many things. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Did you know that less than 3% of all automotive technicians in the United States are women? You may not be surprised, but you should be concerned because our country is facing a massive technician shortage right now. Skilled, qualified techs are in high demand, and we need young women and men to consider these careers as a viable path to a fulfilling life. I've interviewed hundreds of women in the automotive sector here on Cars Yeah, and I know that women make great techs. That's why I support the nonprofit Tech Force Foundation and its Women Techs Rock initiative to ensure women see themselves in the profession, the industry, and the workforce. Learn more at techforce.org today. 
For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. They're talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!